2: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
5: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and
2: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. This is the real Saturday Strong Edition. Yesterday was the Friday Saturday Strong Edition. And as Minnesota's Tim and Steve Johnson here. And Tim, we are right in the middle of the second leg of the playoffs, the PGA Tour. First leg of the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. We're trying to pick the Ryder Cup team. We got so much going on. It's crazy how much is going on right now. Where do you want to start?
6: Let's start with the FedEx Cup. Let's start with the BMW Championship being played in Baltimore. I don't know why. Why is it not being played in Chicago this year, Steve? Like it was last year.
1: Chicago's a wreck. I don't know why. I don't know why. To be honest, I don't know why they're not playing it in Chicago. Um, but I mean, it's it, it's nice to see it shift around. Uh, BMW is an international brand, and I mean, you know, it, you're in one market, another market, and now. Chicago, Illinois area is a real tight, uh, restrictive area. Are there fans in Maryland? Did we see any fans yesterday? Could we spot any fans outside the ropes? I think there were fans there. Okay. If it were in Chicago, there would be no fans. Zero fans. So uh, I'm not sure if they saw which way the tide was, was, uh, was flowing. And said, hey, you know what? We got to get out of it. We got to get out of this place. Like so many people that live in Chicago, they're leaving. Um, the PGA Tour left Chicago. I don't, I don't know why, to be honest, Tim. Uh, you know, I, it, it, uh, I don't know why.
6: Hmm. Yeah, I don't either.
1: This Caves Valley
6: is a great course. So Caves Valley, boy, this is beautiful. Did you watch some of the golf yesterday? I did watch some, yes. What were your thoughts on it?
1: My thoughts were, you know, they kept showing the 18th hole. And my thoughts were, with it, it looked like the great wall, it looked like the wall was around the, the outskirts of the, um, the putting green up there. There's a little waterfall, a little water feature up there. It looks like, man, it is tight up there. It's so tight, I don't even know if a ball can fit up there on the green. Uh, I'd probably rattle one right off the back wall. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good course. I mean, we had a lot of good golf yesterday. Uh, three guys shoot eight under. Uh, one of them being Rory McIlroy. The other one being John Ron. The other one being, the only one that doesn't really fit in this picture is this young guy, Sam Burns.
6: He's been playing great this year, though. You can't say he's not fitting into the picture. He's, he has really emerged as one of the top young talents on the PGA Tour. That's true. And you know what? I thought Sam Burns was Sam Ryder. So that's how much uh
1: publicity he this guy gets.
6: He almost won the Genesis Open. He won another tournament on the PGA Tour this year. I, I'm looking it up right now, but he has contended in some big time tournaments this year on the PGA Tour. Sam Burns who was a name kind of going into the season as someone that could rise as a top young talent but hasn't done yet so yet on the PGA Tour is 25th in the World Golf Rankings. He was ranked 12th in the FedEx Cup entering this PGA Tour event, and right now if he wins, he's projected to be second. So Sam yeah. Burns is no joke. I'm looking at his win from earlier this year. I can't remember off the top of my head. He won the, oh, he won the Volspar Championship. He got second okay. in the AT&T Viren Nelson. Those are back-to-back tournaments. In the Genesis Invitational, he had the lead the entire round until about the 14th hole when he collapsed. He finished third in that event. Sam Burns has been very spectacular this year. Even the WGC two weeks ago, he finished tied for second at the St. Jude WGC.
1: That's darn good. You know, but this BMW championship reminds me of the Kentucky Derby where the horses are out of the gate and they start running. And you see these horses that are, that, that take the lead or up toward the lead at the start. But if I look at a little bit farther down, Guys that are out of the starting blocks as well, just like Sam Burns is, you've got a list of very, very experienced players. You've got, uh, well, obviously, John Rom, Rory McIlroy, Sergio Garcia minus seven after one round. I'm going to bypass Abraham Anser because uh, he is, uh, I wouldn't consider him, although he's a, he's a winner on the PGA Tour, I, I wouldn't consider him one of the uh, you know, the favorites. Patrick Candle, uh he's four on the FedEx Cup list. Uh, Webb Simpson, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau. All these guys are right there. Uh, You've got a really good field here up toward the top. Guys got off to a good start. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of jostling around here over the next three rounds. No cut here, Tim. Zero cut. Zero cut. So here's the deal. When you have a cut in a tournament, and one of the top players gets off to a bad. Oh my gosh! Can you believe this? What? I got another phone call. I got a pizza coming in. Oh, nice. Who's calling? Hang on. That was the Grant one. The Grant one uh, is calling right now. Um, but anyway, okay. So, I mean, this is like six in the morning, Tim. I'm I'm already I'm already going. The wheels are turning. <laughs> so. We're talking about the, the jostling around the, the FedEx playoffs and all that. And we're talking about no cut. When you have no cut, a guy gets off. Let's say like a guy like Dustin Johnson gets off to a, a really poor start. And the second round he plays better, but he doesn't play good enough to make the cut. He's gone. He is down the road. He's, he's out of the tournament. But if that guy were allowed to play two more rounds, he could work his way back up. The mm-hmm. cream rises when there's no cut. That's why I'm, I'm very surprised with Sam Burns coming in second place in a WGC event because you have got all of the players. There's zero cut. There's no cut. So the, the cream should rise. And this just gives legitimacy to your, your pick of, of Sam Burns, saying, "Hey, you know, what? this kid is going to be uh, this kid's damn good. You can't be you can't be bad if you're 25th in the world and you're 12th on the FedEx Cup listing. So Maybe this kid's a real deal. But what I do know is, is you got a lot of really experienced players that are going to be playing three more rounds of golf. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, Sam Burns goes down the list a little bit. And we see guys like John Rahm and McElroy, not so much Sergio, but Patrick Cantlay, Webb Simpson, Dustin Johnson, Xander Joffle. I told you Tony Finau is a floodgate deal. He will continue to play good. He, He's going to ride a little wave, although he can be either really good or really bad, I think he's going to ride a wave of good play here over the next couple of weeks. This guy could be your $10 million winner right here, or
6: $15 million, however much they, they're giving away now. Does the BMW Championship excite you when you watch it? Is it exciting for you to watch the best players in the world face the best players in the world and not the, you know, 150th player in the world golf rankings? Absolutely. That's what, when you're
1: talking about Sam Burns winning the uh, second place in the, the Texas Open, uh, the Byron Nelson, and then what, what was he, what
6: did he win? The Valspar Championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, weak field, come on. I mean, these, all, all these players are, are great players, but when you, when you go to a major and you see all these, the best players in the world, then the guys that are, that are out of their comfort zone, they tend to get back in the pack. And I think that's what uh, Sam Burns is going to do. It's a big stage here. You got 70 players. You're getting very close. You got to get in the top 30. He's 25. He knows he needs a good tournament. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here, Tim. I'm going to say that Sam Burns does not make the top, it does not make the top 30.
6: He was ranked twelfth in the FedEx Cup entering this event. He was twenty fifth in the oh. world golf rankings. Oh, okay, forget that then. Forget
1: that he's in <laughs> he's He's going to make the top thirty. I yeah. thought he was twenty five I thought he was twenty five He will go down. His rankings will go down, uh but he will still make the top thirty.
6: Yeah, one of the players I stand corrected there Yeah, one of the players that's playing very well in this tournament so far. Is Rory McRoy. And Rory had a very interesting quote yesterday, Steve. And this is um what is it? It's very familiar with Rory McRoy. Okay. So we're gonna get into that next and I'm gonna explain what it is.
1: I, I don't know what he I don't
6: know what he said,
1: but when we get back, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict what he said. Oh, I do not know what he yeah. said. 100
6: percent honest. 100 yeah. percent honest. I, I didn't tell you. No, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't see it either. Yeah, we don't prep for this show. We just yeah, roll. No. We just go. Um, everyone go to haneyuniversity dot com, where Hank is going to post a big announcement. I haven't seen emails coming through on University dot com lately, but I think that's because Hank is getting ready to announce that he's coming back to teaching. He is working up the house for. Golf simulation, putting, wedge shots, it, it's got the whole deal with a pool and pickleball court as well. It, there's just a whole lot going on. But go to HaneyUniversity.com to get better at golf, and uh, you can also buy things to get better at golf too, like uh, Impact Snap, you can buy a push cart, one of the best on the market. So go to HaneyUniversity.com right now.
3: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Saturday Strong podcast. Could be the last Saturday Strong ever right now. No, it's not. It's we not. decided we're continuing on, continuing on, and Tim is negotiating with uh, with the powers that be to continue, even though he's going to the NFL, and he's going to be right sitting right there next to you. When you watch TV, you're going to see Jim Nance, you're going to see Tony Romo, and then in the background, you're going to see Tim.
6: Paraskya Minnesota Tim have you ever seen the movie the negotiator by Samuel L Jackson No okay it's a super intense movie where he holds hostages because he gets framed for a crime and then oh. he negotiates his freedom and uh eventually proves himself innocent so I think I need a little Samuel L. Jackson on my side right now. See, I cool. think
1: I think you the, the mindset there is a bad mindset. Here's the mindset that I would have power you. Hey, you know what? I'm getting moved. Hank gave me a start in this this business. He moved me when Hank went to iHeart. He got negotiated a, te- a deal for Tim to go to IHeart. You don't owe him because you've done a great job, but this is an opportunity because you're going to the NFL to do some podcasts. Here's an opportunity to do a, be a double sport Letterman, yeah, golf and football. And you know what? You can put a uh, couple extra dollars in your jeans too. That would be so nice. Don't get too greedy, but come up with a program where uh, you can you can do both of them. You've got enough time, don't you? Does uh, does youth ministry uh, will, will the youth ministry suffer? Because of all of these podcasts, or or you got plenty of time?
6: Um, I don't think it will suffer. I think I'll be able to manage the time correctly. There are some days, Steve, in the podcast industry where you're working from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. straight through. And then there are other days in the podcast industry where there's just nothing all day. It really is just like, okay, what's today going to bring? Like yesterday was one of those days where I was grinding all day. Really? How many podcasts did you do yesterday? I did ours, but then I was doing a lot of work with the NFL podcast yesterday. Okay, all right. Okay, so let's get back to, let's get back
1: to the, uh, this, this quote of Rory McIlroy. I did not see the interview post-round interview, but uh, I'm saying the tone of his, his comments are that uh, golf is what he does is not what he is. Uh, he, is uh, he doesn't rest... Uh, his, his well-being on the round of golf. Uh, am I close? Yes,
6: you are close. Do you want me to read it? Okay. Yeah, let's read it. Okay, so this comes from Brian Wacker's Twitter account. You can follow him at Brian Wacker one He goes, Rory in January on seven starts in eight weeks. He says, It was a good opportunity to hit the ground running. So that's Rory back in January. Rory McIlroy today. I think I feel like a lot of guys feel right now. A little jaded, a little tired. End of the season, there's been a lot of golf. I'm just sort of getting through it. Wow. This marks Rory's 33rd start in 14 months, which included two months off following last November's Masters.
1: I tell you what, that's that's a lot of rounds of golf right there. That's a lot of golf.
6: 33 events in 40-something weeks? Fort. Um, yeah, 33. This is a 33rd start in 14 months. Wow. it's a lot. 33.
1: This guy only plays about, in, in the United States, he only plays on the PGA Tour probably 20. What does he play, like 20 rounds? Is 20, 20 tournaments? Is, because he goes overseas and plays, and he's playing in tournaments in the European Tour. Um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of golf for Rory McIlroy.
6: I mean, I don't get what he's complaining about. It's about the same. I mean, last year he played, last year he played 15 events because the PGA tour was shortened. 2019 okay. he played 19 events. So that's the same. 2018 he played 18 events. Okay. So. He's played 33 events. 33 events. That's a lot of events, man. It's almost double. But in 2021, according to the PGA Tour website, it says 19 events. So I I don't, I guess that doesn't include overseas. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't play 14 events on the European Tour, though. So I don't know what that is. Okay. Well, Brian Wacker, uh, you know,
1: we need to do a little fact check on him.
6: Well, 14 months, that's over a year. So this goes back beyond the tour championship. Yeah. It's two months over a year month. Uh, yeah. Come on. It's two months over a year. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So what oh, are your man. thoughts on the It
1: doesn't surprise me that, uh, you know, he, he does not have a filter. Uh, and it just goes to show, it's not like he needs to be phony. I'm not saying, Hey, be phony and say what you, what everyone thinks you should say. I'm saying he has got to have a mindset that he's a warrior. He's a warrior. He has X amount of time in order to stack up the, what, what the trophies, the, uh, whatever, what the dollars? He has X amount of time. So, I mean, when it's over for him, it'll be over. Um, I'm, I, I suppose that he could be, you know, thinking, Oh man, I've got, I've got 25 more years because I'm going to play 15 years on the PGA tour champions. And, you know, I, I just, uh, he doesn't really seem like a fighter to me, uh, you know, like a guy that's he's and and I've been very critical of Kevin Kisner, but Kevin Kisner's a fighter. Grindr. Kevin Kisner he gets a lot out of 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 himself. Um, Patrick Reed gets a lot out. I mean, guys that are considered overachievers. When you look back at the career of Rory McIlroy right now, do you say, "Hey, is this guy is this guy really"? gone above and beyond what we thought he could do and I would say no I'd say you know what this guy is, is it's hard to call him an underachiever but he sure hasn't maximized his, his abilities you know who is the ultimate overachiever
6: in my book you know who that is the ultimate overachiever in your book I feel oh, like I yeah. should know this answer you should know you should I know. do know Should've... this answer it's Tiger Woods no no it's oh. not him It's Justin Leonard. Oh,
1: yeah. Justin Leonard is a tremendous overachiever. Uh, Wins, what, 12 events on the PGA Tour, wins a major. I mean, this guy, he could barely
6: get the ball in the air. Hmm. It's such a bummer for Rory because you look at his season statistics and his putting statistic isn't that bad this year. 89th in putting, but he's 32nd in approach shots. He's normally way better than that. He's fifth off the tee. Rory McIlroy's been having some swing issues this year. He changed coaches. Now he's, you know, now his coach is Pete Cowan. Um, I don't know. It just a lot of changes this year. The results have been terrible. He won one event, and it was the Wells Fargo Championship, an event that he always wins. His major championships were horrendous. In the Masters, he missed the cut. In the U.S. Open, that was a good event, tied for seventh. In the PGA Championship, tied for 49th. In the Open Championship, tied for 46th, Rory McElroy has had a disappointing season. Yeah. But remember what Hank says in order to be a good finisher, you've got to be a good starter.
1: And uh, he's, gotten on, he's gotten off to a good start here. In this horse race of the BMW Championship, what, what do you think? Where do you think uh, Rory will, will end up? Is he a is win, place, or show? Is he part of the field? Is he part of the Peloton?
6: What is he? <laughs> I'll explain when we come back. Oh, I okay. okay. I like yeah. that. Do you have like anything that. else you want to explain when you come back?
1: I want to explain why Tim Poroska No, I, I, I want to explain why Tim Poroska continues to be shirtless during the podcast. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't Well, how are you going
6: to explain that? That's something I'd have to explain.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know why, unless unless it's just so dang hot. Do you not have air conditioning there?
6: No, it's the air conditioning's on right now. Really? Yeah. Are you just a hot-blooded guy or what? I'm a hot-blooded person, yeah. But normally I like really? to wear my jacket in the morning, a little earlier, like a nice little... Uh-huh. This It's actually my father-in-law's warm like, coat thing that he has that is very what do comfortable. You,
1: did you steal it from him or what? No,
6: I wore it home one day. I asked him if he wanted it back. He said, no, you can keep it. So. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, okay. you're thinking of things you can do to stay warm and improve your body? Go to voodoopainrelief.com for a free 2-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief cream. I don't know how Voodoo is going to keep you warm, but it will make you feel better. Go to voodoopainrelief.com. It's a patented formula and it is going to help you tremendously. voodoopainrelief.com.
3: Hey, Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Reality. Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Saturday Strong Podcast. Steve Johnson here with Minnesota Tim Poroska. Tim, okay, so you've had a big tease here going into this,
6: this segment.
1: Reveal. Let's see the big reveal.
6: Okay, so Rory McIlroy opened with a 64. He's tied for the lead with Sam Burns and John Rahm. Rory McIlroy is not going to win this PGA Tour. He is eventually Why do you not going to fade. Why do I not Why are
1: believe it? Why are you not a believer?
6: You look at his comments to Brian Wacker, and Rory McIlroy just doesn't. I just don't feel the focus from Rory McElroy right now. And his season has been terrible, besides the one win at the Wells Fargo Championship. And John Rum, I look at the names around Rory McIlroy too. John Rum's been playing great so far this year. He's the number one player in the world. He almost won last week in the Northern Trust Open. He's frustrated that he didn't win last week in the Northern Trust Open after faltering on the back nine. So I think John Rahm's very motivated this week to show himself that he can bounce back from a disappointing finish last week.
1: Okay. I mean, I see. I get your point, too. I mean, you look at the, the great competitors in golf and you go all the way back to, like, a Ben Hogan. When Ben Hogan had this interview with Ken Venturi and Ken Venturi asked him about this shot that he hit in the U S open one year and Ben got this look on his face. He says, you know, there's not a day goes by that that thought of that shot just doesn't wrench my guts. And this was like 35 years after he'd hit that shot, man. I mean, he, John Rahm is that way. I don't, I, I, there's a lot of competitors that Justin Thomas is that way. Uh, Jordan Spieth to a certain extent is that way. Uh, these guys want to seize the opportunities. They know they're, or they're only going to be limited opportunities in a long career and they want to be able to seize those opportunities. Remember, Hank talks about these, these guys that are on the lead or, uh, have the lead or tied for the lead with nine holes left, they, they finish about 33% of the time, a third of the time. So when you get the opportunity to finish, Tiger Woods wasn't that way, but when you get the opportunity to finish, you've got to seize the opportunity. He's, got a, he's out of the starting gates great. We're talking about Rory McIlroy. And he's talking about he's tired. He's talking about that he's, you know, he didn't say burn out, but he's, uh, he's ready for the season to be done. He's thinking too far ahead. He's thinking, man, I got to play all the way into, I've got next, I've got a week off and I've got the FedEx cup finals.
6: There's no week off. The Ryder.
1: Oh, there isn't. They, they go right, right into it. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So they go next week, they go to Eastlake and then maybe they get a week off and then they go to Ryder cup.
6: Yeah. I think you get two weeks off and then it's Ryder cup. And
1: that's not a home game for him at the Ryder cup. He's the mosquito infested Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, he's thinking so far ahead. hes I don't think he's relishing the fact that he's right in the hunt. Um, th- that's thats alarming to me. And, uh, you know, when you think back at a guy like ben, ben Hogan, who 30-something years after the fact, he's still every day, it got, it's a gut
6: punch that he missed that shot. Yeah, and you make a great point. The best athletes are typically motivated by things that happened to them in the past. So they're not searching for what's going to motivate them. You think about players like Tom Brady. He is always motivated by the fact that he was the 199th overall pick, a sixth-round pick by the Patriots. Tom Brady is always motivated that he was the backup quarterback to start out at Michigan. That, that will forever motivate Tom Brady. That's why he's playing at 44 years old. Michael Jordan is forever motivated by the fact that he got cut his sophomore year in high school playing basketball. Now he's the yeah. best player ever, who ever lived the best athletes, mostly. I don't know if LeBron James has something like that because he came out of high school and was great right away, but I'm sure he has something. Everybody has challenges like that. And that, that's why we admire these guys so much because they
1: tend to battle through those those letdowns. Now, I mean, we, we seem to forget, although a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast never did see Ben Hogan, nor did they ever You really watch Jack Nicklaus. But Jack Nicklaus has 19 second-place finishes in majors. Talk about letdowns. We don't talk about that. He doesn't talk about it. He talks about the victories. And uh, I, I just, uh, it's alarming that Rory McIlroy with the talent that he has, uh, is not, doesn't have the mindset of the killer.
6: Yeah. You, you'd want you, it makes you wonder just how good of a player that he would be if he did have that killer instinct.
1: Well, back in the day when he was a high school kid and he came over to the United States, uh, to play in some PGA tour events. Uh, Mark O'Meara would say, "Hey, this, this kid is going to be this kid is going to be awesome. This kid is going to be a, just a, a world beater." Um, that's one of the things that you you count on for world beaters is that they are going to love to compete and they, they see the opportunity, and they don't see the opportunity that oh, you know what? I've, I'm so burnt out. I have played so many tournaments in the last fourteen months they're saying, hey, you know what? The time is right now. I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, I think Rory is still carrying a lot of the baggage from the 2011 collapse at the Masters. Uh, that that affected him. Just, there, there are different milestones that affect people either in a positive way or a negative way. And I think that really, that really jarred him. Now, <laughs> I say that. But then he goes and he wins the U.S. Open that same year, Congressional. So, uh,
6: so not much data to back up your opinion. Well,
1: I mean, you, you know what? You just see, you see that, that the fact that that did. I don't think that experience made him stronger. Mm. I don't think it was a strengthening experience. Like,
6: I don't I know what you mean.
1: It's Like John, you, you know what I
6: mean, or you don't know what I mean. I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, like John Rahm getting having to withdraw from Memorial. You think that made him weaker or strong? Stronger. Absolutely. And he's he's showing it. I think he's your winner this week. I think you go place a, a little win on Johnny Rom this week. I think he's he's
6: ready again. Yeah, yeah, he's been ready all season, pretty much. I mean, he's played great. Did you have anything yeah. more that you wanted to touch on today?
1: Uh, let's see here. I think I'm good today. I think uh, I look forward that that we're going to be doing Saturday Strong, even though you've you uh, you you've jumped ship. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to hear about the negotiations
6: for the Hank Haney podcast. I jumped ship and then I jumped back. Yeah, well, that's good. You need to jump back, So Yeah, uh,
1: but uh, I look forward like to Jack we're going to talk. We're going to talk next week. Uh, there's a lot of talk right now about the Ryder Cup and who to pick and all that. We'll, we'll talk about that next week because, well, actually, probably in two weeks because we've got to talk about the top thirty next week. Mm-hmm. It's a big tournament. Is it fifteen million for the winner? Huh?
6: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Plus, they've got all these other. They've got this Wyndham deal. They got this social media deal. Uh,
6: the money is flowing. This,
1: yeah, absolutely. But I think this this year, uh, I think Steve Stricker has got a big challenge ahead of him. We'll talk about that in a few weeks. That uh, And I want the listeners to start thinking about who they'd pick. But uh, you'd be surprised at who I'd pick. I think we've got... We're not looking for a team of guys that get along. <laughs> we're looking for guys that, that want to go out there and just annihilate. They're they're warriors. And uh, you'll be surprised at who i pick. But we'll talk about that later.
6: Yeah, well, Tony Fino, as currently stands, is in the top six. So he is not a captain's pick anymore. He is a lock to make the team after his win last week in the Northern Trust. But anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Predictor one for Steve Johnson. Maybe he'll envision some things for you, look into your future if you tweet at him. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Tim Parachka. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Tell your friends, as the Great Predictor loves to say, hit bombs, make putts, and leave the stick in because it is a statistical advantage. Oh Very Boom. good. Shaka-la. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Steve. That was fun. All righty.
2: The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.